Welcome to Politics and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States. And good morning, the world. How is everybody doing today? I trust that all is good. I hope you had a great, uh, a great Monday, a great Sunday. As you know, yesterday we did a, a program. We had a, a, a great interview with uh, Patrick Lavelle. Uh, uh, it was kind of a a long interview. I hope you enjoyed that. I saw it uh, based on the numbers that um, that that you did. Anyhow, we are going to have one more time a great show. But back in the studio, back in the control room, are the two geniuses of KPFT, which is Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Beber. How are my two brothers in the control room doing this morning? Jack, have you seen any geniuses around here? No, not really. You know, I've seen some see some some vermin and some critter, but no geniuses. <laughs> vermin and critters? I would be the vermin here. Good morning, Egberto. I understand you have a great show for us today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But you know, we as usual, we're waiting for that word of the morning because we just can't get started without that voice that gives us the word. All right. Well, Jack is looking for his word of the day. Uh, he was actually running. He's actually operating the board this morning. I'm just sitting beside him. And I was giving him some notes, and he turned away from his thought for the day. And now I believe he's found it. All right. Thoughts here, Jack, and let us know what you're thinking about. Okay. This is kind of the text I sent you yesterday. Okay. Okay. Think of the neocons as vampires with pointy fangs. Then you understand vampire capitalism. With blood money of the working poor dripping down his face after they feast on the poor gay immigrant old, who will they come for next? Oh, those rats. Oh, man. Those rats. Damn, I'm telling you. (laughs) Yes, yes, You're going to give Vermin a bad name here. Oh my God, that's it's even that is tough. <laughs> hey, All but right. anyway, let's guys, get to, let's, let's get, get to, to the show. Let's get to the show. Listen, man, it was it was great, but you know, um, I talk, I kind of uh, piggybacking off of of Jack. You know, I was watching a program yesterday. I think it's while I I, I was spinning. And they were talking about what is it that makes some of these people tick, the ones that, you know, ir- irrespective of of uh, anything that's going on, they just continue to follow their fewer right into the into the bowels of evil, you know, and, and it was, you know, I, I think it was on Joe Scarborough and they were talking about. Uh, these that 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 we have a cult in the United States, and the problem is that it is so large now; it has become dangerous in those folks who are continuing. Uh, I mean, and, and it's not, and this is no longer about ideology, left and right, etc. It is about a seg, a small segment, albeit uh, all mostly within the Republican Party, and because it's mostly within the Republican Party, it forms a majority of the party that really and because we're not a democracy as we'll talk about a little later as well or we're it really puts the country at risk it actually if and if america is at risk the world is at risk because we whether folks like to admit it or not 
we sort of are the major country in the world. Jules Ray Winfield is in the house. He says, good morning, Egberto, watching the show from Bush Intercontinental Airport as I'm traveling to Alabama for a Black History pilgrimage. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, my wife and some friends were driving from Houston to Florida, and I think they did some stopping in Alabama at some of the museums out there. So uh, you should have some fun learning some history, history that is prohibited to be learned in Alabama, in Florida, in Texas, in Louisiana, because they don't want people to critically think. I saw, I'm talking, bringing up what you're talking about, Jules Ray Winfield. I saw a, a, a little piece on that, that said that while in these red states that don't want to teach certain types of black history, uh, because they're, they claim they're fearful that it'll hurt white kids' feelings, right? Of when they have to live through what was done to, let's say, the indigenous people, the black folk, the Chinese, etc. The reality is, they are, they are, they are simply doing the wrong thing. Because when these young kids find out history and learn history. What it makes them is not feel bad. They didn't do anything to anybody. Why would somebody who didn't do something to somebody feel bad? I mean, uh, everybody's lineage has done something to somebody. In this case, it's a very bad thing uh, from the inception of the country. But the great thing is what they found is that it has made these young white kids more empathetic in understanding the reality of you know our foundation and and why we must do certain things and why we must all get better hearts and it also in in learning this in everybody learning this it absolves others from thinking wait a minute, why is it so bad here? Why, why, it, it, it is all around good. Knowledge is always good. Learning is always good. And when they talk about teaching history that prevents us from making the same mistakes of the past, I mean, it's, it's what counts. So those folks who are, and, but the ultimate thing is what they said is, that's not the real reason these people don't want uh, this taught in school. The real reason is they don't want these kids and people in general to become empathetic. And the reason why they don't want people to become empathetic is because with empathy comes honesty. With empathy comes we want people to have equal access to success. With empathy, all those things start to begin. And then... It destroys the capitalist class. And how does that happen? Because what occurs then is people start saying, we want fairness. And while I don't know, in several programs back, I said, uh, our economic system as it stands today depends on all the isms. And why does it depend on all the isms? We have to be in conflict with each other so that we are not in conflict with that which aggrieves us. We have to be in conflict with each other so that we don't see 
so that we don't have the time, so that we don't have the wherewithal to fight those who are actually causing us the pain that we're going through. And it's ingenious, right? Stop the, stop the teaching, stop the learning. And that is where we're at. So, um, you know, all of this is piggybacking off of what Jack had to say about, you know, because some people always have a tendency, why are you always hitting up the economic system? It doesn't have anything to do with what's going on right now, etc. It has everything to do with what's going on. You know, you, you, you make differences by creating issues indirectly. You don't directly attack an issue where your true, your true, the reality of what you're trying to do is exposed, but what you do is do it in a fashion that gives you what's known as plausible deniability. Anyhow, folks, today's t- title of the show is Trump is Guatemalan coup. We are going to try to get to that one, but remember, all our all our videos and links can be found at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter for the things that we don't get to cover when you call. So the title is Trump is Guatemalan coup. No to social security in stock market. GOP slick on fossil fuel. Progressives won in the most recent Guatemalan election that Trumpism is trying to undo. So the same thing that happened here after Trump lost, it seems to be building in Guatemala. Remember, it already occurred as well in Brazil. But again, when you know what's going on, You can many times solve it before it becomes an issue, which is what we intend to do. Anyway, folks, uh, and then say no to uh, any Social Security money on Wall Street. I did a piece with uh, uh, Bill Cassidy, Senator Bill Cassidy, uh, who made a statement on the morning show on Sunday. You got to listen to that and hear the appropriate narrative. Then Bill Cassidy also gave a severely flawed fossil fuel answer. Anyway, folks, please remember there are many ways to come to the program. Of course, you can go to the dial 90.1 FM. You dial there or you can download the TuneIn app from the Android or Apple store. And if you do that, you just search for KPFT. Listen to us on your phone. Alternatively, you can go to our website at kpft.org, kpft.org, and just click that listen button and listen to us. Or you can watch us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And of course, you can watch us live on YouTube at politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv. And when you're done with that, if you want to pass us along to your friends and let them know of these great programs, have go to politicsdoneright.com slash podcast, politicsdoneright.com slash podcast podcast. Anyway, folks, remember the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit number one to contribute. And there are great, great, great options that you have. We're still in fun drive and we need you. We need you. We need you. We have a full program, but I want to remind you that I want to thank many of you on air. So give me a call at 713-526-5738. Hit that extension numero uno to contribute or hit extension number two to come on to air 
onto the air right away. 713-526-5738. And also, my friends, please remember that we have great gifts for you, tokens of appreciation. Uh, the ones going specifically for this show is you can go ahead and either give a $40 contribution. You don't have to pay it all at once. Become a voting member of the Pacifica Network and, and, and here at KPFT by being a $40 member. You can also really, really help us by getting our Summer Sizzle t-shirt. Nice, beautiful t-shirt. And uh, again, that is a contribution of $100. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about the Politics Done Right t-shirt with the O-formed inside with the kpft logo inside of the o of politics done right uh, that's also a hundred dollar contribution and again have have a coffee with egberto look 250 dollar contribution yeah i know that's a bunch but for the for those of us who have the wherewithal to do so i ask you so kindly look all of this money none of that money comes to me it all goes to kpft we're just trying to find ways to tickle you into uh supporting the program we need it so badly to make sure we stay on air the electric bills the phone bills the tower bills all these bills that have to be paid in hardware that's no forgiveness look many of you subscribe to cable a cable that does many many times ill-inform or misinform we're just asking you to support a program that really put the work into getting you the truth but not only that where you have the ability to participate. So give us a call at 713-526-5738, extension number one to contribute, or go to kpft.org. Please remember, please remember that when you uh, uh, that when you give, you are doing quite a bit. Let's go to uh, Howard, and um, we'll come right back. One thing that we don't want to leave out, Egberto, is the every $1,000 gathered by KPFT, a backpack with some supplies, school supplies and underwear and socks will be going to the Fifth Ward Head Start program. So for every $1,000 we get, we buy this stuff and we send it over to the Fifth Ward uh, Head Start program. Children in need is something that we can never turn our backs on. KPFT is in need of your money, your funding your support, but also we're helping support others too, which is the Fifth Ward Head Start program. So consider part of your donation will go to support them. And these kids are in dire need. They need some stuff. So consider that when you make your donation to KPFT, once we hit $1,000, and for every $1,000 gathered, we buy a backpack, school supplies, and some underwear and socks for those poor kids over there. So we want to support them while you support us at KPFT. So don't let that get out of your mind there. I'm I'm so happy that you reminded me of that, uh, uh, Howard. That is great. Folks, please remember. I mean, look, um, I, I, I know right now many are just tired of the constancy politicians are asking you for cash. Uh, the, the charities are asking you for cash. And here is Politics Done Right and KPFT asking you to support the station. And look, the truth of the matter is uh, all the charities 
and the KPFT, they need the support uh, to keep doing what we do. And we ask you to, you know, split it up, split it up and, and, and give, give some here. Now, what is interesting is, and I, I always try to tell, it's a way they make us think, right? Um, we, we will think, wouldn't think twice about going to Starbucks. Many people that is several times a day to get a very, I'm coming to you, Gonzalo a very expensive coffee that maybe you could make at home for 50 cents that you pay five bucks for. And you may do that 10, 15, 20, 30 times in a month. We're asking you to say, you know what? I can forego two cup, a cup of coffee. Let me give that $5 coffee to uh, KPFT every month. Let me give a couple of coffees every month to KPFT. That is a very small sacrifice on your part. But it means a lot to a KPFT because if we have 10,000 people doing that, our yearly budget is covered. We have a hell of a lot more than 10,000 listeners. But if we get 10,000 people to do that, we never have to come again for a fun drive. That, that's just the way it is. If we can get 10,000 people giving us three, four, five coffees a month, we're done. And we can give you full programming. And you, we get, you know, I have a full program prepared for you today. And you will have the program. And I, but I do ask you to give us a call at 713-526-5738 and support the show. And please do it now so I can give you your thank you on air. Uh, it's going to pop up as soon as you call 713-526-5738 extension 1. Or you go to kpft.org and select that this is in the name of politics and right. But anyway, let's go ahead and get our first caller. Gonzalo, come on in. And by the way, women, please. I, you know, I've been, I've been talking about, I love Gonzalo and I love all the guys that call, but I want to hear more perspectives. So please, women, call in, talk to us and, you know, you shake us up. Let us know the things that we are missing because we want to hear everybody's perspective. Gonzalo, estás en el aire, por favor. Okay, good morning, Espejo. How are you today? I am doing fine, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just uh, talked to Howard, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about my uh, field of expert expertise, which is hmm. education. And you were uh, you were talking about history, the way history is taught. And I think uh, history, it's a, a very important uh, thing to learn uh whether the kids are not digested at early ages that's another thing but all in all i think uh what we need to uh understand and to make them be able to digest it is the way we teach it however i see a big threat nowadays and is tiktok and uh, social media, but I'm going to refer to TikTok because I have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was created in China as uh, to lure uh, uh, American people and people worldwide while they do something called artificial intelligence and spying. And uh, I don't know if you watch on uh, YouTube the recent... Uh, um, Bear or whatever they call it, when they show off their humanoids in the, I think it's a 
I don't know, in a, an event, but you can watch it on YouTube. And that's really scary. Uh, not for me. I'm not a TikToker. I don't even have a TikTok account. But I encourage people who are on that, beware. Because those humanoids can take up take uh, your jobs because they will be able to perform uh, skillful jobs and even uh, jobs that are minimum wage paid. Uh, paid. So that's what I all I want to say. Well, uh, let me... Let me let me let me go in and uh, talk now about what you've said because it's very important and you know that's why knowledge is so important. First of all, as far as uh, TikTok being created in China, uh, yeah, I mean, I not in, I don't know if it's created in China or, or if Chinese. I know it's a Chinese company that does its work with American affiliate, etc. Now, I don't think it is something that the fear that's there. It's, uh, I will tell you straight up, it's unwarranted. As a software developer, engineer, all of this, I can give you the technicals of what's going on. Specifically, uh, TikTok can do nothing that a platform doesn't give it the ability to do. What do I mean by that? Uh, TikTok is living on the, uh, on, in the case of uh, on the Android platform, and I think TikTok can be gotten on, on Apple too. Whatever the case is, it's on two American platforms, all right? In other words, uh, all the access that that software can get has to be ceded to it by uh, Google or Apple. Uh, that that is a statement of fact. In other words, uh, the location sensors, the 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 the, the uh, wiring where all this stuff goes over goes over what Google's allows. Secondly, all the data, whether they are mining the data on computers in the United States or computers in the in China, it doesn't really matter because there's a place that China can get a lot more data than it collects on TikTok. And that is directly from Google and Apple. What do I mean by that? Uh, when TikTok holds on to its data, it's only holding on to its data of people who are using TikTok, right? However, what Google holds on to is data who is done through TikTok, your website, your browsing, and everything else. So this American company named Google, this American company named Apple has all your information while TikTok has the information it has gathered from TikTok. And guess what happens with Google information and Apple information? It is up for sale to the highest bidder in our great capitalist society. And one of those buyers, I guarantee you, is China and many other folks. Again, because we sell everything, we monetize in this country absolutely everything. So that that part about our security and TikTok, the, the, the big hoopla about TikTok is really these other companies wanting to get rid of a well-designed competitor. TikTok is a I mean, when you talk about a well-designed platform, and by the way, I, I I actually love TikTok, and I'll explain in a minute. When you're talking about a well-designed platform, it's TikTok, and that a well-designed platform can be used for evil or not evil or for good. 
And because of what I follow on TikTok, and by the way, the algorithm on TikTok sees the things that you like and feeds it to you. Maybe the Communist Party may want to feed you stuff also, but they don't have to use TikTok to feed you stuff. They can use Google through the ad system in Google or Apple because Google wants your ad money and Apple wants your ad money. So they can use that already if they want to propagandize Americans. They don't need TikTok to propagandize Americans. But TikTok now, if you follow good people on TikTok, you know, which I do, when it comes to learning history, I tell you the amount of history that I learned from professors and PhDs on TikTok is astounding what I've learned on TikTok. Now, when I listen to what I'm saying, people that are that hear me learn, say I'm learning from TikTok, I never take anything that I learned on TikTok at face value. I see it on TikTok from something that looks like a reputable source, and then I go look it up on the internet at newspapers and maybe uh, in, in, in Brazil or, or, well, mostly Spanish-speaking countries or not Brazil, that's Portuguese, but they have a lot of Spanish-speaking newspapers. But, um, you know, and, and different newspapers from around the world to, va- to corroborate the things that I get on TikTok and learning. So it's the important thing, Gonzalo, is for us to be educated in all our sources of information. If somebody who doesn't know who I am as a broadcaster just listens to what I say at face value, I would be disappointed in that person. I want to be corroborated. I want to be a second guest. I want to be, I want people to go ahead and say, ah, I fact checked you. That's not a, and and, and that is what we should do with all our sources of information. Fact check. So TikTok is just a tool. It can be used for good or bad. Now, the last subject that you then spoke about was AI and bots, right? Look, uh, AI can be a good thing. AI can be a bad thing. If AI is just, if, if you just follow everything that you see without corroborating things, AI is a dangerous animal. Now, I can tell you personally, I use AI for my productivity. Let me give an example. I write a whole bunch of blogs every day and I spend 16 hours writing. I actually can use AI tools. I can I can use chat GPT to help me research a blog that I'm writing. It may give me some perspectives that I wouldn't have used. And then I translate that into my own words. It's a tool. And we have to, uh, in my opinion, stop allowing others to make tools into threats. The only way a tool is a threat is we are uneducated in using that tool. So if we are educate ourselves on each tool, and how can we do that? We all learn together. We listen to politics and write all that good stuff. We learn together. And instead of making these tools a hindrance or a threat, we make these tools an asset. Uh, anything you want to say before I, I go, Gonzalo? I mean, I, I think you just uh, summarized my thoughts. Probably I didn't have the chance to express myself like you did, but you did a wonderful job. Uh, two, two things only. Uh, you, you say that, uh, our government is selling to the, uh, best bidder. Probably, uh, they have sold our souls to the devil a long time ago. That's yes. my suspicion. And You're, yes, sir. Thing, I could not believe you said it's, uh, 
wild animal. I would say uh, AI is a beast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay, have a good uh, day and have a good week. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Anyway, I, I just had I just had a little squelch moment there for a minute, Gonzalo. But look, thank you very much for your call, Gonzalo. As usual, you always have something insightful to allow us to extend the conversation. Gonzalo, thank you. All right, folks. Anyway, that was Gonzalo. Uh, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that is 713-526-5738. Extension 1 to support the program. And extension 2, if you want to get on air, please give us a call. We want to hear from you. And like I mentioned, I am begging now. I am begging for women to call into the show as well because we don't get a perspective if we don't have the entire, the, the, the plethora of what makes Houston. I uh, Give us a call. So I would love to hear your voices. I would love to hear your perspective. 713-526-5738. Please give us a call. Now let's go to the first video, the plan to save social security. Want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Bill, Senator Bill Cassidy, Senator Bill Cassidy. Okay, Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana thinks you are not very intelligent. He wants to pseudo privatize social security with this plan of keeping a little bit of money aside and investing in the stock market. I'll tell you what that means on the other side. Listen to what he has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Who on the debate stage on Wednesday night uh, of the other Republican alternatives to Donald Trump, do you think could be a leader on this issue that you raised, Social Security? Well, at least some of them are talking about it. Frankly, I have a different approach than they, uh, but at least they're talking about it. The first thing is to acknowledge that there's an issue. Now, the, now, the reason I hesitate on that is that the program I put forward, and again, had seven Republicans and seven Democratic senators supporting, was to create a fund um, separate from Social Security, no Social Security dollars, to invest in the U.S. economy, and allow it to grow over time. You do that, you can take care of 70% of the shortfall, and you can make sure that there's no cuts for people currently receiving social. We also put in work incentives. We repealed WEP and GPO, and we also put in poverty alleviation provisions. Uh, President Biden could have endorsed it. Instead, he's decided to be political and make this an issue. It should be an issue, but it should be an issue of fixing it. And so far, he's not come up with a credible plan. Look, what what Senator Bill Cassidy is talking about is it's a fraud. It's a manner of giving a lot of money to the uh, Wall Street class. I need you to understand this and I want you to listen, please, in detail. This is a fraud on you. This is a fraud on all of us, on Americans and on Social Security. Let's let's explain what he's trying to say. What he's trying to say is this. Oh, we're going to leave Social Security the way it is right now, but we want to create a, another fund that will invest in the Amer in America, in the stock market in America, 
And what we are going to do then is the appreciation from that investment in America will be enough to cover the the social security shortfall. That's crap. First of all, in any given period, you can have a downfall where that particular fund goes negative. And as much as the stock market has an appreciation rate of approximately 7% or so per year, which is what he's hoping the aggregate is going to be. But the second thing, what uh, investing, having this massive governmental investment into the stock market is going to do is inflate prices very high. A lot of other stocks that would have otherwise been rising at seven or so percent, they're going to zoom up because there's going to be a lot of dollars chasing the stocks that are already there or whatever new stocks that come into play, whatever funds that are created. That is going to appreciate those stocks. A lot of rich people are going to get filthy richer. All those, remember, 90% of all stocks belong to something like under 5% of all Americans, something to that effect. I could have the numbers off by a little bit, but most stocks are owned by very few. They are going to make a killing if the government somehow starts to invest in the stock market. But it gets worse than that. The reason it gets worse than that is the brokers are going to make free money, whether the stock goes up or down. Again, they're investing for the government. We're going to have all these market makers that are going to make a ton of money. They think you're stupid. They think you don't understand this stuff. Let's continue further. Now, what does that do? It means we got an inflated stock market that is based on nothing. In other words, the only reason the prices of these stocks are going to go up is because there's an influx of buyer buyers, meaning uh, the biggest buyer on the planet, the United States government. And what else does that mean? When it's time for a crash, because it's based on nothing, then we suffer the consequences. Let me give a better solution. Uh, what folks don't understand is that we have something known as a sovereign currency. We also have what's known as a slack in our entire economy, which means we can print money. Don't let them fool you. When when uh, the former vice president uh, Cheney said deficit doesn't matter, to some extent, he's right. As uh, uh, economist uh, Kelton, Stephanie Kel uh, Kelton, I think is her name, who has pointed out uh, within her uh, modern monetary theory, which has proven factual, not only based on the amount of trillions that uh, that was placed into the market by uh, Biden, uh, well, started by Trump, but then by Biden, the trillions that were thrown into the marketplace, and we got 9% inflation, of which more than 50% of that inflation was price gouging. In other words, corporate, corporate greed, not supply chain issues or whatever. Absent the supply chain issues and all these other things, imagine throwing all that money money into our economy would have not created any substantive inflation. So if you want to know how we solve social security, uh, go ahead and sell it, sell bonds, sell bonds. It's better than trying to invest into the market. We can inflate our dollar, go ahead and sell bonds, sell bonds to pay for the interest. If you put it, to put it bluntly, you can just print the money. Uh, people don't understand that we are not, we don't operate like credit cards when you have a sovereign currency. As long as there is enough manufacturing in your economy, as long as there's are enough bodies in your economy to work, 
then putting more cash into that economy and employing more will not generate inflation. And we have the evidence of that. The 9% inflation was not caused because we had more money in the economy. It was caused because corporations decided since there's more money in the economy, we can charge more for things, even if there are no shortages. People, I wish you know why our schools are so terrible? You know why they don't want you to learn? They don't want you to learn economics 101. They don't l- want you to learn how the money supply actually expands. They don't want you to learn any of this because they can snow you and have you do things like, oh, let's go ahead and have the government invest in the stock market. And now there's free money for the top 10% or the top 5% or the top 1%. Let's just go ahead and buy stocks and all those market makers get rich. And you know what? You just get your measly social security check while other people's profit on it. All we need to do is pay the darn social security bill, increase the amount we pay for social security. Economic activity in the country will take care of it because we don't have shortages and we have a sovereign currency. If you want to get into more of that, you know, you can drop me a line uh, at info at politicsdoneright.com. We can have this conversation. If any economist or anyone wants to discuss this issue at length, you can talk to, you can simply, we can set up an interview so that we can do that. What I'm saying here is not just talk. I'm ready to defend it. And I'm sure uh, Professor Richard Wolf, as well as uh, Stephanie Skelton, would be more than happy to discuss this issue in detail and use the evidence that we have from our economy, the amount of money we've thrown into the economy relative to what we got in inflation and why we got inflation. We can prove what I'm saying. And you just have to take the word of one, one Republican and that is Cheney. Deficit doesn't matter, but I have to cor- I have to make it a little bit clearer. Deficit doesn't matter if you have the necessary productivity in your economy, meaning there's no shortages of, of, of uh, products and there are no shortages of labor, then there's no reason to have inflation. We can have the necessary controls to, pre- to prevent that from occurring. Do not listen to any of these guys that are talking about messing with your social security and trying to invest in the market to ensure that you're paid. Because when it crashed, these same Republicans who always try to take away will then say, well, the market crashed. So at this point in time, we have to reduce your payments. Never believe what they say. Just trust the math. Trust the math. Trust the math. Trust the math. Thank you so kindly uh, for a comment that I want to expand on here. Eric Hayes in the chat. By the way, welcome to Melanie Killen de Barcelona, Spain. Great to have you here in the house with us, as well as Eric Hayes. Eric says, hey, seven Republicans, I mean, seven Democrats joined with with Cassidy to say that, yes, let's invest the money in the stock market. Of course, haven't we talked, I've spoken many times about the neoliberal who do you think the neoliberals are? The neoliberals are are Democrats. I mean, look, I we talk parties, right? But we really should be talking uh, em, economic ideologies, right? Because what happens is uh, those guys that form what they like to call the middle, the middle, the middle, right? 
That's what they do. Anyway, before I, I, I jump to Josie, I want to say this. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Hit extension number one to contribute to the station. I don't have anybody to thank yet. I would love somebody to call. We need to raise at least $400 in this hour because I am behind in my fund drive. Yesterday uh, wasn't the best day. So please give us a call at 713-526-5738, extension number one to contribute, extension number two to be on air with me. And I'd love to hear from women and men alike, 713-526-5738. We currently have Josie on the line. Please come on in, Josie. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Things I have, I did contribute about three weeks ago, and I will continue to contribute as as I can because I really enjoy your show, and I think. Look, I want to thank you so really kindly. I, I thank you so kindly. We couldn't do it without you. And like I tell folks, I, I contribute what you can. If you can't, that's understood. We still want everybody. Talk to me, my friend. So the other thing is women. Yes, I never hear women calling in, and I'm one of those women that didn't. This is my third time to once I attempted but I couldn't get in mm-hmm. but this is my second time to be able to really talk to you but I want to just say what you're saying is so important about social security and the 401k and how you know it can pass I'm 71 most of my retirement will be in 401k I don't know that I'll be able to I'm still working because I don't know that I'm going to be able to support myself with those 401k because those go up and down and it's really important for us to know what they are and what has happened to us and our retirement, no more pensions. You know, we were more secure with pensions than we are with this mess with the 401ks that we have to worry about and and watch every second to see if we're going to be able to retire. That is ridiculous when we've worked as long as we have. And I think it's really important to also give the message of what can we do? Like, how can we make that better for our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and on? Do, you know, what's the answer to that? I am glad that you asked that. But first of all, let, let's talk a little bit about 401ks. Uh, 401ks was just a way for companies to get away from from uh, having the responsibility of taking care of its of the employees after they've left. I always put that that um, employees, you know, they, they while while that and and please don't take offense to this, but while the masters in the olden days, in the days of slavery had to keep their 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 people clothed and fed and healthy because they were capital they were capital that had to be taken care of and if they are damaged that was on the owner of that capital's you know they're damaged but employees are the new ones that no longer have to be clothed fed or kept so there was a time that negotiated 
pensions were there because it was necessary to hold on to employees, etc. But as time went on, they found ways to absolve themselves of that. You are going to solely be responsible for you, irrespective of what you're paid. And that's where the 401k came in, right? We give you money for your 401k. Or you save money for your 401k. If you do well, fine. If not, you know, it's, it's, it's an expense the company doesn't have to worry about anymore. But here's the kicker, my dear yeah. Josie. Here's what I think. I, I think our that's where government comes in. In my humble opinion, a government is there to protect us all. And we are the government. And what we should have is a social security shouldn't be a backstop to savings. A social security should be a living wage after you have reached social security age. After you have stopped yeah. working, everybody should have a minimum amount of money that determines what living conditions, uh, the minimum living conditions. That's what every American should be entitled to. That's what a society should be. And you shouldn't have had to worry about putting away your money for savings. There's a reason for creating a society. We, When you work, you are create, you're, you're making that society for the billionaires. In fact, there shouldn't be billionaires, but you are the ones who are creating that wealth. So, uh, so that, that is a reality. Now, here's a solution. The solution is for us to be educated and not allow us to fool ourselves. I have somebody in the chat saying, save your money and, and, and all that kind of stuff. By the way, welcome Benji Mason. You know, and what they don't understand is saving your money is not enough. What they don't understand is the, oh. the, con- the concept of a living Wage, whether you're working or after your working age, is what's called humane. It's what's called humanity, and it's a reason for society. And it helps everybody. It's not any, it's not somebody living on the dole. It's just a natural progression. You're born, your parents take care of you. You live, you work. And after your working years, you're again, uh, society takes care of you again, right? Uh, there's it, 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 it is just a humane thing to do. And what we have to do is elect people and we can do it. Elect people who believe in humanity over capital. And any day we start electing people who believe in humanity over capital, we start to see that the policies change. There is money in this market that everybody can work their 40 or 50 years span. And then after that, live a good life. It's there. So uh, let me tell you, it's not about hope. It's about what we are going to do and what we should do, Josie is vote in the right people and not fall for the what I call the rugged individualism fraud. We cannot fall for the rugged individualism fraud. Okay? Anything else, Josie? That is all. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate your show every morning. Thank you so kindly, Josie. You have a wonderful day. All right, let's go to Jimmy. Good morning, Egberto. How are you doing? Good morning, Jimmy. How are you doing, my friend? Really good, really good. Um, I, love you. I love you. So um, I wanted to bring up the fact that Houston has a wonderful new museum called the Eternal Gandhi Museum, Houston. Mm-hmm. It just opened last Tuesday. My, Karen and myself were the very first visitors to this brand new museum. They took our pictures and all that. But anyway, uh, Gandhi was one of the greatest men to ever walk the earth. And this museum has all about his life. And 
how he promoted nonviolence. Mm-hmm. He spent over six years in prisons in South Africa and India protesting. He would never fight back when the police would come out and hit the protesters with sticks. Uh, he was married at age 13. His wife was 14 and an arranged marriage in India. And then he moved at age 18 to London to become a, go, go to law school at age 18. He became an attorney and then moved to South Africa to practice law. Down there, while he was on a train, people they came to him and said, no blacks allowed in first class. Get out of here. At one point, they threw him off the train. <laughs> And uh, he never, he would never fight back. Uh, he wanted uh, India to be free of English rule. He said, no country wants to be ruled by another country. Mm-hmm. And he started uh, nonviolent marches and, and achieved that. In 1947, India got his freedom from, from uh, India. And then he was assassinated in 1948. His wife died in 1940. I mean, yeah, 1945. But it's an awesome museum. It has very high tech uh, things. Jimmy, where is the museum? It's on South Riceville School Road, which is you go south on Beltway Eight and cross over Highway 59 Great. and in that area. But look it up. And if I remember the name is the Eternal Gandhi Museum. Houston. Well, thank you very awesome. much. Thank you very much, Jimmy, for telling all of us about a museum we need to go to. Uh, so, um, look, thank you for calling. We got some more calls we got to get in, and we only have a few minutes. Anything you want to say real quick? Yes. Albert Einstein said that Gandhi was one of the greatest men the earth has ever seen, and people will revere him for centuries. And everybody, resolve all conflicts nonviolently. That's the main message. Thank you, my brother. Thank you very much, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, you have a great day. Let's go to Alistair. Come on in, Alistair. Hey, good morning, Alberto. Good morning, my sister. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I want to address, you know, what Josie was saying about you know, asking what can we do, you know, with this whole 401k scam and all of that. And we we depend on our 401k in retirement and, and have, you know, whenever it's not, when the market's bad, our 401k produces bad. Mm-hmm. And did we, sorry, that is ambulance passing. Um, <laughs> one thing we can do, those of us that are still working, collective bargaining. That Amen. is amazing to help us, you know, ensure our future and our children's future and our grandchildren's future and so on. You are so, so right. What uh, I have. I, I love it, Alistair. You're right. We have to work together and collective bargaining and working together to get what's best for us uh, as a collective. That's the way it's done. You're, you're absolutely right, Alistair. Anything else you want to add before I run to Johnny? No, nope, we're all good. Hi, Thank Johnny. you. Y'all, everybody have a great day, all right? Thank you so kindly for calling in, Alistair. You have a great day. Come on in, brother Johnny. Come on in. Jimmy Dunn is a good guy, longtime friend of KPFT. He worked yes. in the news department. I think he was a general manager for a period of time, if I recall. Um, he can call back and correct me, but uh, hello to Jimmy and hello to the previous caller. 
the, the, the default, if we want to use computer ease, when it comes to Republicans, every time it's a Republican that goes on the news and they propose something, run away. <laughs> the simple way to think about Republican Party ideology is that the Republican Party politician is simply owned and operated by the corporate industrial oligarchs. They answer to them. They don't answer to you and me. They don't care about your and my welfare. They don't care about uh, uh, environmental safety. They don't care about worker safety. They don't care about consumer product uh, safety. None of that. They only think about what's important to oligarchs. And they're slick in the way they talk. And they trick you by letting you believe that there's a bunch of Democrats supporting them. The Democrats... They are all set, uh, the, uh, the ones who are working with uh, Republicans for stuff like this. They are what they describe themselves to be as centrists, like Hillary and Bill and and Barack and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. All these people have been tainted by corporate dark and pack money, just like Republicans. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with the idea that we have to vet people before we vote for them. Make sure they don't take corporate dark and pack money, like. Uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Bernie Sanders. That's what you have to do. If they can't make that test, if they feel that basic test, ignore them and run away from Republican proposals. Remember, Republicans have a long, long, rich history of stealing our money. They're doing it right now with the post office, and they want to do it, and they've got their eyes. They're salivating at the prospect of getting their hands on that Social Security fund. Don't trust them. Uh, that's that's the reason I did the piece after uh, we had on TV uh, um, Cassidy because Cassidy came across as plausible. I wanted folks to know immediately that that sort of uh, that sort of terminology or the way he's talking is all wrong. It's really really wrong. But I I need to go, Janet, to Brian. Uh, you know, you are you are the mayor, and I think I've, I've I've named Brian the mayor to the right. You're the mayor to the left. The mayor that that really wants for humanity. We'll see what Brian has to do because he's he starts his comment with socialism. So I want to bring Brother Brian in real quick, but we'll talk later, Johnny. Thank you. Bye. Come on in, Brian. Come on in, my favorite brother. Come on. Yes, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Brian. Talk to me. Okay. What country has socialism worked in before? Uh, I'll tell you what countries I'm not, I won't give you one country. I'll give you many countries. I'll give you all the Scandinavian countries, Sweden. I'll give you, uh, Norway. I'll give, in fact, if you take a look at my website, Norway has all, uh, preaches what I'm talking about in healthcare. And we had a particular interview that went viral that here in America, because they couldn't believe, uh, how good it was that nobody had to worry about losing their home. And when it came to childcare, that they, they could go to work effectively because they, they, they had affordable childcare. So you're asking me questions. The answer is Norway, Sweden, and many other countries. Now, the, the, the people like to use Venezuela and Cuba as an example. It's a red herring. But go on, my friend. Yeah. And what's the tax rate, taxation rate in, in Norway? 
very similar to what we have here. You see, we we get tax. I mean, it's about fifty percent. Let me let me explain. Right, our taxes run in a different fashion than it does in Norway. Everybody in America has to have car insurance. Everybody in America has to have health insurance. So while it's not called a tax in America, it is something you have to spend your money and buy, which is more expensive because on top of that. Uh, the the profiteers take money from your insurance for it for paying the to, for paying in, uh, the the CEOs and all these folks hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. While in Norway, as opposed to paying it to Fidelity or paying it to uh, the these particular insurance companies, you pay it to the government, who then pays your healthcare bill without having to pay the rich guy some money. Continue, my friend. Okay, health insurance is not mandatory in the United States. No, but you have to actually wait. That let, let's correct something. You're correct. It's not mandatory. But if you, uh, brother Brian, gets sick, if you get sick, Brian, and you go to the hospital, it's going to be paid for in the emergency room, and I am going to pay for it. Having had insurance, I will be paying your bill. So it's not. It, it's a false thing when we have people saying, "Oh, wait a minute," but you don't have to buy health insurance. No, but when you get sick, we all pay for it, which seems like a tax to me. So, sir, uh, I've just given you the example to the answer you've asked. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll answer real quick, and then I'm, I'm sure you have to go. Hitler was a socialist. And that no, he was not, but actually, that's another red herring, sir. Hitler was not a socialist. Oh, it's not. Check it out. That worked out real well for 6 million Jews, didn't it? Uh, like I said, don't try to scare people with red herrings, but I just explained to you in detail how things work. But thank you, Brandon. I'll wait for you tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? All right, let's go ahead now and, and throw it right back to Howard and Jack. I don't think that Hitler was a socialist, was he? No, he was not. Was it, what, he was uh, not. Okay, what was he besides being a dictator? He was a fascist. And, but, you know, I mean, they called it the Socialist Party, but, I mean, it, it was a fascist. We don't look at what people call things. We look at what was done. Uh, oh, well, good, uh, good way of looking at it. Jack has some wisdom for us, so wrap it up, Jack. Yeah, uh, some, something I noticed, you know, people... You got 15 use, seconds, Jack. Okay, children and... Okay, well... Uh, Go for it. Why are we trying to shield children from reality? They see through the lies instinctively and question reality. Amen. 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 Folks, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Howard. Uh, we got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. Thank you for calling in. You know how we end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.